episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. There may have been a music video present, but this week is all about the pitch. Six queens remain, but how many will make the cut to make it to the finale? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines 2. And here for the main event, once again, it's Precious Envy. Hello. This is the main event. Are you ready? I have some hot takes in that song. We'll save it for when we get to it, but um, mm-hmm. it's still a banger. It's it's one of those, it's still like, it's still a good song. Yeah, she has a couple, old, some of her older tracks from like the early Drag Race years, they still pop where they're like, where most of like the later stuff has like, there's like maybe one or two songs I'm like going like, oh, this is a good song. Right. And then the rest are just like very generic pop yeah, music. Correct. Um, friends, before we begin, I don't have drag news of the week, um, but I do have fun news if you work in New York City nightlife. This is your chance to nominate Block Talk for Best Podcast and watch me lose for the fourth time in a row. At but least you get nominated. Listen, I'd love to I don't, I hope I get I don't, I don't, I don't try, so I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just a little worried this year because um, you have all these... Um, New York adjacent queens who have been on the drag race television program, putting out their own podcast and put out like five episodes and say, look, I have a podcast. Yeah. No, 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 bitches. You do it like this. And then you have a fucking podcast. So just saying I could probably, no matter who is nominated in this category, you could probably add every single one of their episodes together and still not have as many as I have. Oh no. So, thanks. Drag Mr. Race. Mr. Triple digits. so friends if you work in new york city nightlife go make sure you nominate block talk for best podcast and michael block for best blogger writer which i still think they should just change it to journalist but whatever i'm not gonna fight the losing battle yeah yeah bloggers just seems like just like no one blogs anymore it's like no and and, 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 and we can go on a whole rant about it maybe i'll have an expose later this year i don't know (laughs) um but yeah Are, are you putting yourself out there for anything no, okay, I, just, just I, I don't care. I'm just like the amount. Just it's like the bar, amount of best bar, best bar. Oh, um, oh, oh, you know, for best bar, you can you can nominate Rock Bar. There you uh, go. Best competition, you can nominate Miss Rock Bar, uh, Ms. Rock Bar with the MX now. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yes, um, there we go. Thank, thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, but friends, just help us out. We 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 are um young. Poor people who need love and attention. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we're friends, all, we're friends. all Tinkerbell. We need the we, really we need do. the applause to survive. 
We need the clap, but not that clap. Uh, <laughs> all right, pronunciations. I apologize. We're going to get better one day, maybe by season 75. But as always, exactly. I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality TV production. We are shown the editing when television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real people and gone on to go on television share their graph, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed with seven podcasts for entertainment to discuss reality television show. The penultimate episode of season two had a lot of talking. Well, because we, we've been at six queens for three episodes. And yeah, it's been a lot of repetitive talking, too. It's been a lot of repetitive talking, but I, I, it's, I was thinking about this being like, this is a really strong top six. So I, I'm not mad that I got them for three episodes because you had like the episode that no one should have gone home with with the, with the Golden Gaze Challenge because it felt like Correct. that just seemed fucked up if they sent someone home. Last week, we had a, an amazing lip sync that was worthy of a double save. So it's like, yeah, it's like this. But this week, we're like, no, we have to get rid of some of you. Like, we have gotta to get rid it. of some of you. We got to do it. It is the top six again, again. And no one was eliminated after a very emotional lip sync. There's a lot of heaviness coming back into the workroom. No levity. And Cat Cat is still in shock as she says the battle was tough. She doesn't know if she wants to celebrate or not. Now, Bernie will say that when her name was called last, she wasn't sure how she could handle it. She's happy for the opportunity, though. We will have Cat Cat tell us she's in shock with what happened with Jade, as we are reminded of her forced bottom entry due her, to her breaking the rules. Now, Cat Cat will get emotional, saying that it's a competition and it should be fair, to which Jade says, it's unfair. What's your take? Do you think Jade comes from a generation where they get, a, get everything they want and when they don't, they throw a tantrum? I think Jade has gotten what she's wanted most of her life. I agree. Because especially, like, look at that face. That fucking, the bitch is beautiful. Yes. So when things don't go her way, I think it's, she, I don't think she's used to it. It just felt ugly to me to know that you are aware that you cheated and then still say it's unfair. Like, own up to it. Mm-hmm. Own up to the fact that you went over time and you got penalized for it. I mean, let's remind ourselves that um, we had someone eliminated last year design challenge because they technically cheated. Yeah. We watched they... Vivaldi on um, <laughs> Drag Race Holland season two. Basically be told you can go home if, you're con- if your sisters say go home. But was and they didn't. They and then they get and you got rid of the front runner. <laughs> That's a whole different story. Yeah, um, but yeah, story, yeah. So like there are consequences and I feel like Jade has never had consequences before and that just doesn't sit well with me. So I really hope that she watches this back and she has an enlightenment of, of, of what happened because I can tell you right now, her fans are just feeding the ego. Oh, her fans are feeding the ego. But I was, I was watching a a YouTuber um, that had a guest on that kind of said where they were talking about this moment about her going over and how it's like, well, should the producer have said, "You're well, no, we're stopping you here." And they were saying, "Well, from their pa- from a pageant background, you're you're told you have this amount of time. If you if your number goes over that, they're the judges aren't going to tell you stop. They're you're mm-hmm. just going to get deducted points in the back end for every right. second you go over. So it's like so in her head, it's like, oh, they're not going to tell you that 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 you're they're not going to keep rolling the camera to finish your commercial." But the but you know but they're going to penalize you because you got the you got the allowance you had the like the five minutes or thirty whatever the whatever the amount of time they had to do this 
and you went over. It's yeah. like, remember she who may not be named from season 12, who just kept going? And they said, like, do you not realize that you kept talking? Like, but they didn't penalize her. Right. At all. Like, she should have been up for elimination that day because you, like, you went over. Yeah, but. Now, Jade truly doesn't believe she deserved the moment she had as she was humiliated. But Ovi will con- be congratulated on her first ever win, and she barely has any excitement within the room because, um, well, she's being overshadowed, and Arizona feels bad for her. We get a half-hearted top six hands in before they de-drag for the third week. They are the top six, and they have no idea what will happen next. It's time to keep fighting and praying to the altar of Matilda. Like she's still <laughs> fucking dead. I don't get it. The queens walk in mocking their stage manager. How cruel, but it's all out of love. Since they don't get to congratulate her properly earlier, Cat Cat will give attention to Ovi, who is wearing this woolly sweater that kind of looked like she could be going for like a medieval costume. Uh, what a strange wardrobe that one has. I know. I was looking at her um, her confessional outfit, like watching when I was watching Untucked earlier, and I was just like, I kind of, I kind of living for this. Like, it's like a big old pussy bow with like ruffles. It's like I, I'm kind of living for it. It's like it's very dramatic. And also, I was just like thinking about her because every time they were in Untucked, she's the first one to like throw everything off. Yeah. And I'm almost like, I don't think she even cinches. I just think all her outfits no. are just so abstract that it's like it doesn't require her to really change her body and i'm kind of living for that arizona agrees that ov deserved the win in the commercial but now says she can go home she already got a rear badge (laughs) yeah she (laughs) manifested it ov will bring up the eventful lip sync to which cat cat is like we didn't think we'd lip sync that early oh there is cockiness they thought it was going to be a final two lip sync for those two together Mm mm-hmm Anna says that lip sync is why Cat Cat and Bernie are so well known in the scene. They are just excellent. The alarm blares and it's time to get the day underway, but who is not ready for the day? RuPaul. What was that video? She had no excitement. Give grandma a break. Let Mama Pal do it next season, please. She has not been excited this entire season. Like the energy she has, and I think she has, I feel like she had more energy in these um, Rue males than she had in all of uh, all of Down Under. Yeah. Uh, I will say that. That was the nice oh. thing about UK, was it was like, oh, she feels happy to be there. It's so the start like, of her okay. uh, filming year. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> probably why. She's so no, happy. Really She's like, is. ooh, we're, we're back to we're back. And to it was right after DragCon, so she was like, look at all this money I just made. Oh, right, it was because of the because of the guests. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Mama Power arrives, and honestly, those pants were slay. I'd wear them. Maybe yeah, it was the bad outfit. It was the bad outfit. Yeah, Mama Power's another one that has like her boy looks are choice sometimes yeah. too. She says hello to the top six queens again, 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 and says, deserved. Mama Power tells them that the weeks and the challenges that led to this moment have only been an opening act. The main event? The grand finale of Philippines 2. And this soiree is strictly by invitation only. Here is how their day will go. First, they will have a kiki moment with Mama Pal and Cal Karen. And for their final master challenge, they will star and perform in a music video of RuPaul's The Main Event. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Now on the runway, the category is Doble Cara Extravaganza, a.k.a. Double Face. A term that will be used quite loosely, but we'll mm-hmm. get to it. And to gag them even more on the judging panel, they will be joined by Aura Mayorski. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> um, are you familiar with the work of Jade's fellow baddie? Um, you know what? I know him by name only. Like, yes, I was like, too. 
he's one of those that like personalities because he was early on in YouTube and video blog and all that video shit that I remember his name and I always thought he, he was just came up because he was so young, so young, so gay that I'm like, oh, my ears, they can't handle this yeah. kid. Um, I don't know if she's been watching the season, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like RMIRI's DMs this entire episode have been like, are you watching? Are you watching? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? Mm-hmm. Um, because we'll get to it when we talk about Untuck, but drag her. <laughs> no, I love it when the celebrities drag the girls for, for being like, um, okay, you got the look right, but I don't sound like that. <laughs> All right, there's no time to waste. So let's have our tea time with Mama Pow and Kelly Karen. Mm-hmm. What we want to discover is if there's any clues to our potential winner edit when we talk through our little chats. Let's find out. We're going to start off with Bernie, who looks so terrified and apprehensive <laughs> when she walked on the main stage. I, I was like, did you think they were going to have like a haunted house or something? Like, what What are you scared of? She'll be showing off her root badges, which Kyle Karen says she turned into nipples. Not quite, because they were pretty spaced out. And if those are your nipples, <laughs> I think you should go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because she'll have a gift certificate to see one later. Oh, God. Uh, they will flash back to the previous lip sync, where Bernie says she accepted that she was in the bottom. But when she found out she'd have to go to- against Cat Cat, she told herself the time wasn't right for them to battle. When is the right time? During the finals. Bernie says her motivation on Drag Race Philippines is her family, and second, she says she spent half of her life working, and everything she earned is for her family. She told herself that she wants this and to win, and we will get a reminder that she has lost her sight, and she doesn't want her eyesight to get worse and become blind. So she told herself when she wins, she will get herself treated. Kelly Karen tells her that she's glad she's thinking of herself in this moment, and Bernie, when she wins, she won't give up on herself either. And Bernie says that she wouldn't cry on Drag Race, and here she is needing Mama Pow to give her about 50 tissues to use at once. Now, Bernie, we've talked about on the podcast before. I don't know if Bernie was an avid watcher of Drag Race in the sense that, like, you know how Mm -hmm. some queens, like, dictate how their arc is going to go. Yeah, Bernie had a storyline. She said in episode one for her, and now... And that's it. Yeah, do you think she needed to talk about it more? No, I don't. It was one of the things where it's like she brought it up. It it also could have been a thing that she may have brought up, but they never used because you know sometimes these they they have a lot of footage, and they pick and choose what they want to what they want to do. Maybe they decided that wasn't the storyline they wanted for her or needed for her. I think it's really interesting because I think Bernie has a lot of pride and is very Mm -hmm. very humble like i don't think she wants to be like oh woe is me i can't see she wants to fight through it and the fact that they're not bringing that up as her main plot line is concerning yeah i don't know i don't i don't know this was the the episode for this this episode really the only two story arcs i found them giving really were i felt that they were giving arizona the underdog storyline really hard Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it felt like, and then Ovi's storyline felt mm-hmm. like it felt like it was the, uh, like a oop, you almost made it. Because there were moments in hers that they, there are moments, we'll go further when we talk about Ovi, but it's like there are moments that they kept certain things Ovi said in that I'm like, hmm, is yeah. that supposed to be, you're supposed to be like the, they're the, the seeds to let the fans know this is what might be happening. 
Do you think production could like throw Bernie a bone and be like, we love you. Let's get you not blind. Take some money. I thought that was one of the things when they were doing the whole gift certificate thing for the for the for the cosmetic surgery. I thought one of them was like an eye thing. Like they, I thought I honestly thought when they said that that they were like, no, really, we want to fix your eye. But then it was all these like, no, it's yeah. all like fillers and plumpers and nothing yeah, so that like actually is going to enhance her actual vision. It's not quite the same, but we will find out that the final six will get a special gift card from Lyft Aesthetic Clinic. They can get immortal, uh, immortal eyes, sexy jaw, V slim, and all star lips. Which would you get first? Well, is a mortal? What the hell is an immortal eye? I don't. I think it's. It, I think like you can see my fucking bags under my eyes. Oh, it's like it's, the eyes. Yeah, because yeah, that's that, the only thing. Because I'm like. Feet. Because I was thinking about like yeah, I was like I'm like jaw no, I'm like I guess it might be like I guess I guess it'd probably be closer to the eye because I don't know what the other the V one was. I don't know V slim. V slim that might just that might just be look suction thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Bernie will go for the lips, and the pit crew will give her a fucking giant gift card worth thirty thousand pesos. Uh, mm-hmm. Can she trade it in to get her eyes fixed? Well, I love how it's it clearly says on there all star lips. Yeah. <laughs> like um, it's like no, this think- is all you can do. Do you, do you think she can like sell it on eBay and be like, I want money? I think I think it's one of those things where she might be like, if I don't win the crown, this is going on eBay, and I uh, yeah. So this chat, it. um, I'm very very concerned for Bernie moving forward because there's nothing about this chat that maybe be like there's an arc to finish. We 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 kind of finished it. Yeah, and this would be then this would be the season. This would be the series that wouldn't go the front runner because as of as of this episode bernie's the front runner and every other season Cat were like there are like tied point wise i haven't looked at the wiki last um recently well based on how i i rate drag race bernie's clearly ahead and miss ovi kun actually was like going into the episode ovi had the best track record based on how it played off now she has the second best record going into the finale um but yeah it's uh if this would be the if this could be the season where it's like oh or this could be the the only one this year that the front runner didn't actually get the crown next up is hanabeshi and first time kelly karen has seen her out of drag so she's cosplaying as a burglar <laughs> hana reminds them that she still doesn't have a rue badge and she says she will try her best but every time she tries someone else shines brighter girl that's the name of the game like yep. you've got to shine the brightest what are you doing she knows that this is her last chance, and she hopes no one shines. And then Gallagher Karen will give her false hope that she could have no rib badges and still win the crown. First win would be the crown. Manifest it, but I say go talk to Evil Queen and see how that worked out for her. Yep. Mama Powell tells us that she is very creative and funny, and then immediately pivots to tell us, how do you think your parents are feeling right now? What a strange segue, but let's go with it. Hannah says that last week when they were not tucked, it was her first time hearing her mom say Hanabeshi, and for that, she felt like she already won. She says for their gigs, they also organize party and gets their siblings some jobs, taking care of tickets and stuff. And one time her mom asked where she was off to, and she had to keep it a secret. She feels now that she knows about Hanabeshi, she wants them to come to one of her gigs. Now, Kyle Karen calls her the camp queen. Mama Pal says Beshi Beshi for life. She gets her giant gift card, wants to fit in her suitcase because she's about to leave. I feel like this chat was a culmination and they wrote her off as the bottom as the bottom of the six. So they said, let's wrap this up um, with the parents chat and call it a day. Do you mm-hmm. think she had any shot moving forward after this chat? 
No, but I also felt like when they were in Untucked, she kept repeating that, like, I feel like I already won. I feel, and you, when you know the that. girls, when a girl says, I feel like I've already won, then they're like, well, then Producers why are you are still listening. here? Yeah. Um, I had, going into the episode, I knew of the six, Hannah was the one I didn't expect to make it to the finale. It right. was going to be, it was like, I I figured Bernie and Cat Cat for sure. And I was like, I my head, I had Ovi there with Jade or Arizona filling the last spot. And then it ended up being flipped. Um, but yeah, it's like, I had a feel, I, the entire episode was like, honestly, if Han- Hannah had did a bad job last week, uh, she would have gone home. She would have mm-hmm. been put in the bottom. But because her outfit was, wasn't great, but she, the, com- the commercial was what they were really sell- focusing on. And it was the two that did the worst commercials were the ones yeah. in the bottom. Captivating Cat Cat joins next and she is ready for anything. How does she feel about bottoming and having a friend who put her in the bottom? Well, she says it hurt. She said it made her cry because something happened beforehand and she didn't wasn't sure she should feel happy or sad uh, her, as her head was all over the place. Cal Callan calls her one of the veterans of the competition and wants to know what her biggest me- misconception of herself is. She says that the first impression is always that she's a bitch, a monster, and has a bad attitude, and she can't blame them as that's who she was before. But they don't know that people can change and character development happens. She entered the race and wanted the viewers to know that she's not the old cat cat. Has she shown all of the real captivating cat cat? Well, she says when they see her on the show, they will see the real her. Whether they like it or not, it's up to them. Her focus is on the crown as it's the ultimate dream of every drag queen. Now, Mama Pal will ask her if she can show her cockroach now. And I'm like, what is that? I mean, that was totally lost in translation. What is she referring to? I have no clue. That made no she, sense. She like, made me. a reference to like the boobies. And I was like, well, are we just. Is that what she calls them? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I think this was a moment to confirm to viewers that she has had a character arc because. They don't want a potential winner to be a flat out villain. So this was pure character cleanup. Is that fair to say? No. Yeah, I would agree. I I do feel like they're really giving the, this is your potential winner. We want to show, we want to make sure you've seen that she has, she's grown as as a person. Because yeah, because when, Episode at the end of episode two, when she walked in, it was that whole thing with Bernie and Dee Dee being like, Oh, cat cats here. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then it never really went anywhere. We had a we had the weirdness between her and Jade about the boob touching, um, and consent, but then that was it. Well, then I mean, then it goes back to the time thing because it was Cat Cat who voiced it, and uh, Jade fans are going to call her a villain, but other people are going to say yeah. she did what she had to do. So it's really interesting. And then you mm-hmm. have to add on what happened outside in the real world post filming for the fans to find, and that yeah. has to be put into consideration because if they're going to crown her, you need to make sure that they feel like she's not a terrible person. Well, I think a lot of it too is you know when you start looking at the team. Uh, polls we'll that have oh, up. Boy. You're gonna. It's. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I know which one's going to be probably in the lead, but that usually has been a help. Uh, that's been a decider in the past um, yes, as well. Yes. Now, Miss Jadeso walks in like it's a runway challenge. Listen, she knows how to look good, even though her delusional brain tells her she's the shit twenty four seven. It's yep. the confidence I think we all wish we had. Yeah, 
it, it was the thing. It's like I have I've come to love Miss Jato. Like you go back to that go back to that episode of our, our preview pass pa- preview podcast, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about this girl," but I think she's shown that, that there are layers to it. But it's I sure. think what I don't. It's the thing is it's her character of the whole doll domination thing that gets a little like, oh, girl, okay, okay, calm down a bit. First, who is the real Miss Jade's home? Outside of the Kimbaruha? Ah, she says she's the baddest esoteric brat stall, the ultimate one of one. I still don't know what it means. And the thing is that she's been saying that since her Meet the Queens. Like the it's, ultimate it's esoteric brat stall, the ultimate words. one of one. It, 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 a lot of it's like, it's words... It's you know what it is. It's Trump speak. It's words that just that don't really make sense, but to her, they make sense. That's fair. Cal Karen says she commends her for being sex positive on drag race and being vocal with her preferences. Jade says she's an advocate for sex work as work, and she is a sex worker. I uh, did not see that one coming. Mm-hmm. Mama Powell asks, Is that all she can offer? And she says she is the goddess of sex. She can also offer her talents through the art of drag i don't know if mama <laughs> Powell was like uh, about to be like how much do you cost or what i uh, I, 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 I bet you i bet you mama Powell is asking how much this like when filming is done we're gonna have a different conversation yeah like karen will ask her to talk like she talks in real life and the bitch is like this is it um so at least she's really in on the joke and thinks mm-hmm. this is a way of life um and then Kelly karen's just gonna laugh at her um, she's like this young trans woman of today. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know that reminded me of a little bit of the when the Michelle Visage to Laganja. Like, um, this is not how you talk, and she's like, this is how you talk. She's like, no, this is not how you talk. Like, right. you know, and a lot. It's a lot of it going back. It's like, yeah, Laganja walks so these girls could run. Like, That's true. So how proud is she to represent the transgender community? Jade says at first she was doing it for herself, but the fact that she's able to inspire, she'll continue what she's doing. Now, I feel like this chat was all about she's Jade and Jade will be Jade, and this is not what the winner looks like. She's yeah. a character. Yeah, I think it was very emphasizing the Miss Jade is a character, and I don't think she's shown the real Miss Jade to the judges. Where Could I you think imagine the, where Jade I think the girls RuPaul season like how was that going to work? I know Michelle would hate her. Yeah. Um, I think Ru would love her if she understands I, a single word. If she understands a single word, um, that would be that would be it. But it is that thing where it's like I think the girls in the competition have seen her many sides because I think it was in the last Suntuck when she her parents were there. And mm-hmm. um, uh, and she, you know, was talking and Obi said, like, this is like, you know, she doesn't show a softer side at all, but it's nice to know that she has one. Um, and I think that's it is like she's very much Miss Jade. So 24 seven that I don't think it's like I don't know if she allows anyone to, to see, you know, the person behind the behind the behind the massage. It's time for Ovi, who is pantless and browless. <laughs> Mama Powell kicked the conversation off with being an edgy and alternative queen. How did she adjust her drag? And Ovi says she didn't adjust her drag, as the name of the game is how will you portray yourself in different categories. She says you don't have to change to show yourself or please them. And there is the kiss of death. Yep. 
It's her brand and her conviction, and she will double down on it. They will talk about coming from Drag Playhouse alongside Marina Summers, Prince, and Eva LaQueen. And once again, we will see that photo of all of them out of drag, though OV has that mask on. And OV says there is a bit of pressure avenging them. She has so much to share to the world and will keep fighting for it. She is reminded of her breakdown and untucked after she was called trash by Miss Tessa. What a what a moment. Um, that was a moment, yeah. She will say that that was triggering her the most as she entered the competition with so much angst and cockiness. That going through the challenge, she thought she could ace it and was humiliated. She says too many people helped and supported her to get there and to waste it was a stupid decision, but they grow and learn to fight. Will she let this hold her back for the motivation for her success? No. And that's it for Ovi. I think they want someone who they can mold as their face to the franchise, and I don't think that she will ever give them that satisfaction. She wants to do it her way, and as we will see... That won't sit well later. Did you have any hope for OV going into the finale after this chat? Well, of course I did. I, I she's my girl. I, I'm like, I'm Team OV cunt from like day one. Um, but as because as the episode progressed, it when it got to the end, I it was like, I think my the for me it was like I was giving out hope. Even though I'm like watching, because it's like the runway. I was like, oh, well, she's she's not moving forward. She's gonna have to lip sync. And then how the finale, final lip sync was shot, I was like, oh, there, no, it's she's 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 a goner. And finally, we have Arizona Brandy, who will go in for a kiss from the judges. And when she's offered coffee, she goes straight for where's the alcohol? Not here, babe. It's probably nine a.m. Probably not a great time to start. Mm-hmm. Mama Pat will dive right in and say that Arizona Brandy is consistently at the top. Is she a top? Well, she's not a verse bottom. Why is Mama Pow so horny? I mean, I'm horny, but this is worse than I am. I, I, you would think she'd have, like, her boys... You'd think that she'd be fucking the pit crew, at least. Right. How will her Cebu drag sisters feel seeing her making it this far? Well, hopefully super proud, and she hopes someone next season will be there as another queen from Cebu. She says that her fellow queens didn't see her as competition because it was true. She came there to drink. She's gotten used to the being underestimated. She says when they pull out their beautiful, expensive outfits, she doesn't like to show hers because they are on the simpler side, and she doesn't want to give an excuse what they are. She's been doing drag for eight years and hasn't gotten any major exposure. She got jealous of the younger queens and got feelings that she's not good enough. She feels that way because it wasn't her time, but now her time has come. She has something to say. She will tell them that this is her happiest day of her life because all of her mistakes from the past, her crying and sulking, led her to this moment. Now, what surprises can they get from Arizona? Well, she says she promises whatever comes out on that stage will be a surprise. She'll find a way as the branding of the Rapture Royalties is resilience. She says even if they are not giving the resources, they have playful minds and find a way. And this was a very weird one because there was no plot line to wrap up because that you have to wonder, is there ever been one? And if there isn't one, does she have a strong enough arc to win? What what has Arizona shown besides being an underdog on the runway? Because everything else, she's been solid. And I feel like the underdog story didn't really come into play until like really the last like two episodes when they started really talking about her runways. Because every time, every time she's on there, it, it gets like they, they talk more about her personality and how she did in the challenge than they've talked about how her runway looks. So right. it did feel like 
her underdog story, the underdog story for her really came into play just more more recently. Because I didn't ever saw Arizona as an underdog because she did win the first fucking challenge. Right. And she's been consistent. To me, the underdog was Ovi because Ovi didn't fit the mold of the other contestants. But going through this episode, it was like, oh, they're pushing the underdog story, which I think made sense given how the episode outcome is, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, where you now have the quote unquote front runners in Bernie and Captivating Cat Cat in the finale. You have Miss Jade though, who is like, who's risen the last two episodes to the top. And now you have your underdog, which, you know, which did well at the first episode, but hasn't like peaked again. So it was like a weird, it was like a weird thing. So I'm just like, oh, because hearing Arizona talk was very much like laying in bed watching it. I was like, girl, I feel you. Girl, I feel you. It's like, it's like, you know, I'm like, yep, yeah, been doing drag for around seven to eight years. I don't think I've ever gotten like any type of real exposure. Um, and it's, yeah, it's like, you know, especially in New York City, you turn around, throw a rock, bam, you just hit 15 new drag queens that have just, that have just, that just graduated from AMDA. Um, and it's just like, so it's just like, you're constantly fighting with someone new and it's like, and anyone who you started with has either stopped doing drag or they're now at a different level where they don't, where they don't even like see you as an equal anymore. So it's like. Where so it's like yeah so I was feeling for Arizona like hard this episode and that so I was like oh they're really pushing her underdog story this episode so I was like okay so yeah so I I was seeing all how the cards were being were being placed this week. Can you compare at least the top four to season five of the American season? Oh yeah, yeah. It is could, there a yeah. universe that the lovable underdog will win? This, you know what? I don't know. I still don't know. I think, I think airs. I think it really depends on how they decide to do the finale. Because if the finale is a oh, lip sync against each other, just like last season, yeah. yeah. But and here's the thing: all four of them are fierce lip syncers. It's not like one of them is going in being like, "This girl can't really lip sync," so what the fuck? It's like, no, we've seen all four of them lip sync already and we're like all four of them have delivered i think yeah. maybe the weakest lip syncer of the four might be jade absolutely but but i'm like yeah I, it's either gonna be if you know if next week is bernie versus jade captain Kevin versus uh versus uh, uh arizona or vice versa then you know they are going for a bernie versus cap cap finale absolutely. but if it ended up being a bernie and J- if it's bernie and cap cap right away then i'm like oh it's anybody's game i don't know who's fucking winning this we're back at the green screens because they are ready for the main event. It's a music video. As their choreographer, they have Nunoy Revlon from the House of Revlon of mm-hmm. Legendary Fame. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with their work? You know, I I've se- I watched all three seasons of Legendary, but I can't remember hardly. So does anything. this mean that um he was on the same season as Kiona? Yeah, he would have been the same season as Kiana. Look at that. Legendary season mm-hmm. three. Come on. Which is also the season Aja was on. Well, she's not part of the RuPaul Drag Race 2023. Um, well, yes, but you but you know what? They had an old school drag Ru, Ru girl in in the house with these with the up That's and true. with the up and coming legends. That's true. All right. Well, he's going to tell the girls to be themselves, show their personalities, and enjoy. <laughs> uh, they will have a step and repeat, and these big glamorous looks. 
can't wait to see how dancing works. Yeah, because it's like they had a red carpet look for like this dance off, and then they had like another a different look for like you know that you know the whole the actual this dancing. Is gonna, for the actual dancing that's going to lead into the runway tra- uh, transition, yeah. which we which we seem to love doing these days. We sure do. Um, now Arizona is excited because her strengths are in choreography and performing things that we've not heard her say at all this season. I feel like she did mention that in the first episode because remember they had to choreograph their their number but i don't remember i think it was also i think she might have been the one that said i'm not going to tell them that i'm a choreographer because mm-hmm. i don't want i don't want to i don't want a target on my head because i remember one of the girls saying that but i couldn't remember who it was we start with arizona burning and ov taking their spots and posing and this will be ov's first time doing full-on voguing and phil eleganza but you know what better be taught by a professional voguer thank god mm-hmm well, remember the last time we had someone teaching them to Vogue in Holland? That that challenge. <laughs> Ovi tells us that her energy is running low because she is feeling blah, the exhaustion. Curious to include that. That's what I was saying. Like when they, I'm like, why would you include that? If you, I think they only included that because they're like, well, we sent her home this episode, so we have to throw yeah. in points on the show because because in Untucked, she also kind of reconfirms that when she says that there was a moment where she wanted to give up and then she Obi tells herself. us that she's feeling blah she's exhausted but we're not going to see any more because we're moving over to cat cat hannah and jade and cat cat is freaking out to have to do this choreo in that gown and i was like bitch your gown is like looser than the others <laughs> hannah knows that she is not the best dancer in the world but she's excited she is told not to think too much and enjoy she knows this could be her last time so she will do everything she can Jade says she perfected the choreography compared to the other bitches. Did she? Let's check the tapes later, because I fully disagree. We don't get to see much more. It's all going to be a big old surprise. Yep. And there's just more talking to do, because we're going straight to the runway. Not even an elimination day. So, listen, it could have been filmed in a day. I don't know. Well, I also think because there were six of them, they think they had to rush through because they had two extra bodies that they didn't probably anticipate. They could have yeah, easily had five. Shouldn't have been in this episode, but whatever. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, because if they had already planned to not send anyone home with the Golden Gaze episode, then we would have had five queens. But still, it would have been like at this point, you know, yeah, it would have either been a top four into a "Hey, we're keeping you all next week" kind of the kind of feel, or it would have gone to a top three. But yeah. Mama Pow is giving us garbage bag couture with a twist of mermaid. Um, I was so lost on this look. I did not care for it. I feel like her runways started off good and they just like have teetered. It's like she week. really does not want to overshadow it's like, the girls. Does she I'm not, like, I'm like, does she not want to be there? Does she just like, know. it's like, who knows? Who knows? Manila's available, I'm sure. Not really. She got her show. Did it get picked up for season two? I think so. Okay, well, she has her show. We have Khaled Karen, Julie Caliente, John Santos, who's the star of this season on that panel, more times than the other ones, and Bretman yep. Rock, who has no idea what they got themselves into. <laughs> have you read the book? You're that bitch. No. No. Maybe we maybe we should. I maybe it'll give us life advice from a young star. Uh, from a I don't need life advice from someone who um was born when I was twenty. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we will kick things off with the music video and then move right into the runway. Are you ready? It's the main event. Yes, I'm ready. I'm just going to keep saying that. I love it. All right, listen. 
This is just one of the top tier RuPaul songs. It really is one of my favorites from the RuPaul songbook. And when we, I write RuPaul the musical, that's actually going to go to Broadway. You use the the, the entire songbook of uh, RuPaul. This is going to be the act one closing song. Whatever the plot is, this is going to be the song that leads us mm-hmm. into the intermission. It, it, no, this is a good end of act one song, yeah. The green screen. Ugh. Editors, editors, come on, do better. Ugh. It was so prevalent. Oh, the I'm so sick of the green screens. I'm just so tired. It wasn't of as them. bad as Germany this week, but it was it was it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these looks. Like they literally saved the best for last. This was Hollywood glamour. Jade looks sensational. I need to see if I can find their their runway looks. I don't think I, I don't think they have them here. Arizona um, was giving Jessica Rabbit. Bernie was dripping in gold. Cat Cat, a bit more subdued, but very strong. OV gave us like a modern Norman Desmond. And Hannah mm-hmm. was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you have a favorite of the six? Um, I really liked um, OV's, of course. You should um, wear one of those. The, it's it was just so because it, it was very much like um what I'm trying to find if I can find a picture but it's hard to no one ever poses pictures oh here we go oh well I found their other picture um it was very much like it was just like the over the topness of it like it had yeah. a mixture of like classic Hollywood um to the umph degree. Yes. And yeah, I just thought it was, I just thought it was really fun. I was like, I was like, this is beautiful. And it also shows on my coin when she does glamour, she can give you glamour. Like, hello, look, 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 look at those eyes. Give right. me that drama. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, hers was my favorite uh, of the, of the six. Overall, this music was all about posing. And if they wanted to lip sync, they would open their mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was but i think they each had a moment to shine in their solo parts on the red carpet i think the balut for bernie was gross like i i'm sorry to any filipinos listening who is like that's our delicacy blame survivor i just can't get through it jade doing the penis when asked for the autograph very smart i don't know who came up with that but it was very in line and arizona getting to spit out booze it's on brand at this point yeah, her her she was very much on brand with the uh, with her with her booze. Like now, the other three, nothing was nothing stood out. You had Ov who was talking into microphones. Cat Cat was just on like ducking around, and I couldn't even tell you what Hannah Bessie did. Yeah, yeah, Han- Hannah was very much like the the fifth the sixth wheel this week. Now. When they're playing around with the crown, I don't know if that's our winning crown or not, but I can't wait to see it next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. next that was last is... year's crown. <laughs> was it? Practice Paul was like, where'd it go? <laughs> right. Our next portion is Disco Fever with a season one filter, honey. Love a season one filter. When we move into the Disco Diva looks, finally Hannah nailed it. Like I thought that was a really good look, and it, I don't know if she planned it or not, but having the boombox was really cute and a great throwback to the first episode for her yeah i love when i saw the boombox i was like going okay yeah this is playful to be like to have a callback which you know we love a callback on drag race ov looked like she was auditioning for mama mia i actually it was giving me more like um 
like Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, okay. It was hair, it, it was hair, it yeah. was kind of giving me like a very much like a a WWE um like uh going to the disco vibe. In Arizona, again, getting to chug booze. Are we surprised at this point? No, it's like she wouldn't call herself Arizona Brandy if she didn't like to drink. When we get to see all six dance in unison, first on the video and then on stage, I'm sorry. Go back and watch Friends. Jade was off. She was a beat ahead. Like, there's freedom when you do dancing, but then there's doing your own thing and not following choreography. Um, she she was always a beat ahead of everybody. And I, I, again, you can say, oh, she was the right one, but I'm, I don't think the chances are five of them were off, especially knowing who the five were. Yeah, I have the, I have the, yeah, I have the video, the the little, their little of the disco thing playing because that's on the Drag Race PH uh, website. Oh, look at them. Um, or on their on their Insta with a, so so it has that part with them leading into the uh, the run uh, the runway. I will say overall the live portion, the energy was lacking, and you can see fatigue, especially on OV. She barely hit the beats. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like they it was probably like, hi, we're filming, we're filming, we're filming, we're filming. And it's that end of the it's the end of the road fatigue where you're like, I'm just fucking tired. Like we've been filming every like we haven't had a day off. We're so close to the end, but we are fucking like on like the last of uh the last of it. Overall, I think it was fine. Again, they did a music video, they had fun, but the lap of lack of lip syncing really bothered me. It really annoyed me. Yeah, I, I guess you know what I guess I just wasn't paying that much attention to the lip sync. And I think I was, just, I was just watching like I was yeah. just watching like seeing just like I'm like just kind of just seeing them like on stage, kind of being like, okay, how well are they doing? Like I I get it because it's a very OG season of drag race mm-hmm. thing to have just like B roll as your music video. Um, but I think maybe because we've evolved so much, like I expect this to be their performance. Yeah. We'll go through the critiques. This played no part into anyone's decision making. Yeah, it really felt like it was more along the lines of what their runway looks were. That yes. seems like the it felt like the runway played more into it, even though like the challenge had them really giving that eleganza you'd expect from a fi- from a semifinal. Um, like when they said it was like when she said because it's like the entire episode I was like is this the end are we getting a winner at the end of this episode because <laughs> of how because of how it said like you know we're uh, then it said the episode started I'm going like oh no we're gonna we're we're go- this is the semifinal we're gonna drop it down and then we have like because uh, we're still because once you said the runway theme I was like okay so we have like because we're doing everything else that we would do in a finale like hi right. we're doing the lip sync we're doing this we're doing that um. And yeah, so it's just like, and, and do you think maybe they gave Jade the win this week because they didn't give it to her last week? We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Category is Double Cara Extravaganza. In honor of the runway, we're going to play Double Trouble or One and Done. <laughs> okay. Captivating Cat Cat. Look by Nanai Ram- Ramelli. Hair by Marta. I think this is a really powerful and captivating look. She's paying homage to soldiers and teachers. It's obviously a very bold statement for a trans contestant to bring out the masculine side, as we will see later on as well. I like the juxtaposition and the way it is a complete split. I just wish it was more blinged out. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very simple um, look, and it's very much like, give us two sides, and it is very much being like, female teacher, male soldier. I think, you know, if it would have been different if it was a male teacher, female soldier, 
I think that would have that. I think that I think that's what she should have done. She should have been. She should have been. She should have been a female soldier with like, and that way she and just did like, because you can still do the pant leg with the female soldier, just tighten it, just you know, make it a lot more flattering, and just have like a male uh, a suit for for the man. Because uh, you could have done you could have done the same outfit essentially for the woman, just have it fitted um, better. I do like that the rue badges are on her on are on the on they're on the top. I a like nice that little, little touch. I, I didn't notice it until I was watching the actual steel. But yeah, I think if she would have swapped it to be male teacher, female soldier, I think it would have been a little bit more impactful. Like so, it was, so it wasn't so it would be kind of playing off of the gender the gender stereotypes that we have for teachers and soldiers. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was I thought she did a good job. So it's a it's a light uh, double is a double trouble. Uh, double trouble. Yeah, a light double trouble. Um, if you notice, there is uh, a name on there. Private Benjamin. Is that have any significance? Do we think? Do we know? The only thing. Well, there is that movie, Private Benjamin. I know that's like, why. That's I, the like, only thing I can think of is because of that movie. But unless it is something like, is Benjamin like was that her was that Cat Cat's dead name? I don't or think is so, that we got it earlier? Oh, okay. Or around. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is that that could have been you know maybe maybe that's her uh, her boyfriend he gave her the jacket. Yeah. Um, Poppy, come home. No, oh god. <laughs> All right, Bretman says just like her name suggests, she is very captivating. They really like that she did the push up as it was giving dedication. Though the form was soft, they say that this, his kindergarten teacher in the Philippines would always sell them brownies, and it was a throwback. John Santos says she was his favorite. And she made the right choice of gown, and in the first five seconds, she knew how to make love to the camera. Kel Karen says double comic concept was able to sell the outfit extremely well. I will also give it a double trouble. Audience double trouble. Double trouble. Fourteen percent. One and done. See, I can't hear double trouble and not think of Eurovision uh, song contest story of fire saga. See, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know as well. I'm not as in depth in the Eurovision lore as you are. I've seen, the, I've seen the movie, the movie once. Watch I've the seen the movie, movie a million once. times. It's the best fucking movie of 2021. 22, <laughs> 20, 20. I don't fucking remember. I, I don't remember. It was during the, the, the dark times. Yeah. Uh, Risotto Brandy. Look by Cosmic Cracker. Hair by Adrian Wilson. Nails by Opulent Nails Manila. We have a double superhero feature with Captain Barbola and Darna. I think this was a great concept, but the execution is so arts and crafts. Yeah. I think it is immediately known the reference, and I think paying homage to both Filipino superheroes was great. She's got the blade, but with a bit more moolah, this could have been a moment. The hair is a bit of a sticking point. Again, you want the back of it to be clean and just not pinned up. Yeah. Well, it, it was a thing where it's like she tried to be like, I'm going to use the same wig for both. And try to yeah. make half of it look masculine, like you it couldn't. It is that thing where I, I like the idea where she was going, and we were already introduced with the female superhero because of last season. That was their Correct. first, their first photo shoot. See, I remember things, kids. Um, it was like I like the idea of essentially being Superman and Wonder Woman in cosplay. Yes. But yeah, it is, it is that thing where again, it's really showing the. Arizona ha- doesn't quite have that polish that the other girls have, and it's like, yeah. So, uh, it's a soft double trouble because I like the idea she was going for. I just think it just it just it need to be zhuzhed up. 
Jiggly says her particular concept is the most fun and the most that reminded her of her childhood. Bretman thanks her for doing a superhero look as they always identified as Darna as they look like Darna in the face and Captain Barbell in the body. They love that she showcased it really well and loves the fact that she spit out the stone. They say they lost her in the music video, but every time she was alone on camera, they loved it. Mama Pal says, of course she loves the bulge, but when she turned around, she was hoping the hair was more polished. She says the costumes are too literal for her. I'll give it a soft double trouble as well. And of, cor- and of course, Mama Pal was noticing her bulge. Yeah. 48% double trouble, 52% one and done. Hanabeshi, look by Richard Kent. The exact rules of this challenge will be called into question here first. She technically has two faces with the sun in the front and the moon in the back. But was that the best way to make this look work for this category? I like the front and how fun it is. The tights, they gotta go. They were fucking Mm -hmm. terrible. The moon element was just not a starring element. And I feel like for this category to be successful, you needed to see both elements at all times. Yeah. It's not executed well for me. Like, did she not listen to Pangina last week? Steam that fucking look, bitch. This was the nail in the coffin. Well, no, because Pangina stole the steamer when she left. So they didn't have a steamer anymore. They have more. I know. I'm just making a joke. Um, I like like the idea she was going for. And I do think the sun headpiece came out really nice. Um, Yeah, the moon headpiece, when you look at it in the photo... It it does look it look it does look a little like janky. Um, I think it's my sad. biggest it just looks sad. Well, it's sad at night. Mm. Um, I think the biggest issue I have is um her diaper panties. Uh, so <laughs> it's like I I think if she would have done something different uh underneath the pants because I don't like the tights showing. Um, it's too much space there. And I don't quite know what it's supposed to represent because it's the same on both sides. Yeah. Um, unless you, I would have much rather her done just like maybe just like heights all the way down and not have the bottom piece on the on the leg, and then at least it could have been like the you know the sun stops here and the rest of that's just sky like the pan- or sure. even if she would have done listen storytelling, even if the even if she would have done like a night sky tights and just worn like a black shoe. I think that would have given a little more drama because it's supposed to be she's revolving in the sky. See? Oh. See, Hannah, call me. I would have helped you. One and done. <laughs> I think I did. I, I don't recall what I gave it when I was going through the looks. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a, a softest of soft double trouble. Audience, they were very kind and agree with you. 86% double trouble, 14% one and done. Mm-hmm. Ovi Cunt, look by Maison Sariano, boots by MX Studio. Well, this one is the queen of stepping out of the box, and that will be her downfall. I think the statement of blending the genders to have a non-binary look is brilliant. The concept is there. The execution, not quite. For you to have a successful look, it has to stand out on its own without explanation. This did not. Yeah. I think the face is cool, very Hugasio Crocente. The jacket is great, but the rest of the look she gave up like being naked underneath a jacket is not going to work in the semifinals especially when you've done it so many times already yeah i love ov i think she's a brilliant drag artist this was a moment where the youth took over and expected conceptual art to save her ass yeah i i think this felt like this was the wall like she hit the wall like maybe she had something else planned and she decided to change it last minute but this does feel like 
she, this is her second guessing herself. Yeah. Like this is this is like OV like week what like week two when when the whole trash situation happened. That's the OV here. That's not the sure. OV I've gone accustomed to the last few weeks. So I did feel let down when she walked out on the runway because I was like, I expected, her, especially this category, I expected something like off the walls from her. And yeah. this just feels very simple from what we've already expected. So I do feel like maybe she knew that she wasn't, maybe she felt an energy like that she wasn't going to make it. And this was her being like, I have to, I have to, we're making sure that, you know, we're putting it in. But then again, she was still shocked when she got eliminated. So right. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a weird thing. Jiggly says in the music video, she served one of the best old Hollywood looks as she gave her Joan Crawford. She says she and Powell have been asking her and telling her they missed the macabre of OV. And of course she delivered. Retman says as a fellow non-binary person, they love the representation of non-binary because they think Filipino were ahead of their time when it comes to gender roles because they don't have a he or she in their language. They have a saya, and that is something they are a big advocate for. John says she does not like rules very much because Doblakara is two sides of something and not non-binary. Now, after Jiggly says there is no yin and yang for her look, Ovi says that she didn't want to be literal, and when she thinks of Doblakara, she feels like it's time for them to blur the line between male and female. She has a brow of a male, the eyelash of a female, and a single lip. She says, at the end of the day, they are just walking veins and fucking bones, and that limit image is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. But Mama Pal says the message is good, but they need the message to be clear for the viewers to understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go one and done. Yeah, I gave it. I, I clicked on the one and done when I uh, when I was going through it, and it was hurt my heart when I did it. I was like, mm-hmm. the audience cannot make a decision 50-50. Yeah. Mistreat So, look by Andre, hair by makeup by Gob, nails by Opulent Nails Manila. Now, here's what I will say. The hypocrisy of the judges this week was very prevalent. How can you read OV for doing essentially the same thing as Jade? There are no, there's not two faces. Regardless of that, the story is really powerful, but that should not give an automatic victory. That being said, it's very flawed. Like Hannah, I wish she got to, we got to see both elements at work at once. And if the true beauty of the story is showing your feminine side, shouldn't that be the focal image and not the male presenting side? I know I am in the minority when it comes to Jade, but I think I don't know if her ideas are clear and she expects her character and story to gain her sympathy. That being said, as far as the garment, it's fucking fabulous. The execution of that dress is great. The fascinator is interesting, though I'm not sure I fully grasp it. The image is great. The category is not. And yes, she did half and half her face, but it didn't go far enough. I think she did it as a last resort because she didn't mm-hmm. think it would read. And the thing is, I didn't realize she did any type of half and half her face. So I'm looking at this picture and you can tell that one side is lighter than the other. And that's it. Literally. Like, I I think the from the male presenting side on the with with it, the thing is, even the male presenting side is still it's a feminized male presenting because it's like it's the the jacket is ruched up to have a to have that rose element right there and i think she is wearing like two different shoes like one light one dark but it's also i think she should have done once the change of stockings like one stocking to represent the the front another stocking to represent the back and because when she turns around it's still, it's like you have just, it's a shoe. That's the only difference. It's the back of a shoe. Yeah, I, I was like, 
watching it, I'm like, okay, so three queens did half and half faces, two queens did front and back looks, and then one queen went their own separate way. It was just a really random thing to be like, okay, I like the story. I think the concept is cool. I like, I think the dress came out really nice. But again, I don't quite think it hit the mark that the, I think the judge, that like the category me, asked. If you told me she made the prom queen sash in her hotel room during filming, I would believe you. Oh, yeah. She probably did. Because I don't think the story matched the look. Mm-mm. Jaylee says if last week's debacle did not happen, this would be her second week in a row that she demolished the fucking challenge. She says she deserves her flowers. Jiggly will let Jay tell her story of the runway and cue the timer, because that's going to be the trend here. She says when she was in high school, she went to prom in a white dress, but they didn't let her in. She explained the concept of trans and hoped they would allow her the one it's in a lifetime experience to show herself off without having to wear a school uniform. Her mom explained that her child was female. Please allow her in for this event for just a night, but they didn't let her in. As a protest, she stayed outside with one teacher who stood with her as part of a process of fighting for her rights. She may not have won prom, but in her heart, this is a redeeming moment. This is her glow up. Mama Powell will thank her and jokingly ask her to repeat it from the top. And the panel laughs and Jade has no idea why they're laughing. Um, I don't want to call out her story because I don't believe it. I don't want to. That's not fair for me to say. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of flaws in the story. Like, did her teachers not know she was trans when she was in school? Like, I'm I'm a little confused. Like, did was this the moment? Like, i the storytelling was muddied and I'm not saying it's a false story. I don't think Jade knows how to storytell. No, I, the thing is, I think with Jade, the one thing I can kind of feel, I feel like is she doesn't stop to think of how to construct the story. She just lets, she's really, I think she's very much like brain go mouth open everything's spilled. That's why when she has those weird things where she's like esoteric rap style ultimate one of one, it's things that she's just popping up in her head and her her mouth is just saying. It's not like they're popping up and then being like, oh, is this the right word? How can I rephrase that? Okay, let me put that. Then I'm going to say it. Yeah, it's it's very much like she just like spews everything that she thinks. Yeah, so I think think it's like the storytelling could have been better and there, yeah, there's obviously like, okay, and the thing is, though, it's not like it's the first time we've heard, we haven't we haven't heard on Drag Race of a queen saying they went to prom in a dress right. and got kicked out. Jiggly says that this year she was able to change her gender marker on her passport and idea. She says nobody will understand the power that holds and what she did. This outfit shows her duality of a woman, the prom queen and the businesswoman, which is not what she was telling the story about. So which no. one is it? Bretman yeah. says she is so beautiful and thanks her for sharing the story, which made her more beautiful. They say that starting with the music video, they could not take their eyes off of her telling her she is a performer. They could watch her lick a skate for hours, and Khaled Karen says that she is actually a great dancer and a revelation. Double trouble, but the softest one possible. Yeah, it's a soft double trouble. Audience loved it. 85% double trouble, 15% one and done. Bernie, look by Patrick Isarena, hair by Ian Garcia. I think this was an easy way to do this challenge as you have the king and the queen and playing cards. 
I don't think she needed the card as it was a bit floppy. I do wish she took it off so we could see the duplicity. I love the contrast from the king and queen. And again, it's a very bold and powerful moment to show a very male presenting image as a trans person. Mm -hmm. As far as the garment, it's well executed. Bernie is a great drag artist. And while she could be our winner, I just, she hasn't popped. Well, and also too, it's like, it's either, it's either she's going to win because she hasn't quite popped and they're like, okay, we don't want to, we're not, we don't, we're done with her. Cause you know, a couple of girls have won and you're like, yeah, just because the runners up, they want to see more of, you know, um, mm -hmm. or it's going to be that storyline of she gets on a versus the world and demolishes because she's like, she's shining because right. she, we've always knew that she was there. When she walked out, I was like, yes, this is, I think what I wanted from the competition from, yeah. from this challenge. And I like the King and Queen. And I did think it's like her playing with the boy self. I think especially having the trans when the tr I think Jade didn't do it, but like Kat, Kat and her really did do we with a male presenting and the fact that they were former, like, you know, they transitioned. Right. It is one of the things where it's like, I think it's like, oh, this is like going to be a little hard hitting, but Bernie's gorgeous, both faces, like Cat yeah. Cat, like kind of still looks the same, both faces, but Bernie, you can tell a difference in both. Like they don't look the same. Um, she really did a good job ascending the male features to create that king look, and yeah, I the dress is beautiful, it's very regal. Um, and I love like her standing there holding hands because of the card, it does feel like it's two people holding hands. Yeah, I was like, I just thought it was this well executed, it's absolute double trouble for me. Redmond says they truly feel like her drag reminds them of true excellence of Filipino drag. They say watching her performance like a tiny firecracker and say that she steals the show. Jiggly says that she loves the King Queen idea as it's so smart and says she is in the music video, the Wrecking Ball and the Balut. Caleb Karen says she is the most polished look and it is a double trouble for me and the audience. 95% double trouble, 5% one and done. Um, We need to talk about those two, those five percenters. What the fuck? That should have been 100 it is that time again. Let's give their younger selves some advice. Now, Cat Cat, we'll see a picture of her as a child prior to transitioning. And she will say to Anton, I miss you a lot in the times that we were complete. She misses the time they were happy together. And she says, love your family, especially your parents, because they won't be there forever. Don't mind the people who are judging you. Enjoy life. Remember, you are not alone and you are loved by the people you are around she says there are people around and even if you don't know them they will continue to love you arizona will tell little isi you will grow up with not a lot of guidance from your family because you have a hard-walking working mom who will be in ofw she says you will face a lot of rejection in life but it will all be worth it because it all leads to this moment she says you will be standing in front of one of your idols you can do it you're imaginative you can do it on your own go which idol is she talking about? Probably Jiggly, right? Probably Jiggly. Hannah says to little AJ that you will grow up embarrassed about being gay. She says people will laugh at you while you walk on the street and you will walk into your father's camp and there will be soldiers who will call you a twink. She says you'll have a diff bit of a different, difficult situation with your parents. You'll hide your secrets under the bed, but the time will come. They'll say your name, drag name, and be proud of you. And you will come home carrying that as your victory. She says, remember that even if a lot of people mock you, there are more people who are proud of you. 
Ovi says to little Nico, get ready because the world will make you feel you are never good enough. They will make you feel like you're really stupid because you don't like think like them. She says, don't feel as if you're being left behind. It's okay if you're chilling because you will help yourself. You will be brave and you fear that you will die alone, That, but that's not true because you will have an enormous family. Now Jade will get a picture of what is said is four-year-old kid, no dead name there. She says hi to Kid and tells them you will go through a lot of bitter moments in your life and just focus on the things that make you happy. Be 100% true to yourself. She says she admires their bravery then and now and is proud of the hardships they overcame. She says to them, I love you so much and knows they'll earn the Drag Race Philippines season two crown when you're 23. And finally, Bernie will see a photo of young Bernie as a teen because that is not a baby picture. Uh Bernie will turn to the king's side and say, that's him. She will say, follow your dream, don't give up, and you know in your heart what you want. Be open to them, be open to the people around you, don't keep it in, don't be whatever. She says, I love you and I miss you, and you'll make all the dreams come true for yourself and your family, whether you're sick or healthy, It's if it's possible, it's possible. Of the six, which stuck out? Ovi's, um, Arizona, and I think Bernie. That's Because Bernie's very also Bernie's we were talking about this earlier about her about um Bernie and like not having like uh about the whole eye thing. And I also feel there's a part of Bernie that like Bernie is very like I think there's a stoicness about her, and yes. I think that's why she's not making waves and not like she's like I think she has this like this thing of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself in front of anybody um, just to get the screen time. I'm going to let things go naturally. And I think that's why I still think she has a shot of winning. Yeah. Mama Powell's one last question. Why should they be the Philippines next drag superstar? We're asking it this week. What are we going to ask them next week? Nothing. They're going to be like dance monkeys dance. (laughs) Cat cat says she's been doing drag for 22 years and she sacrificed so many. She says all the judgment, all the mistreatment, all the insults, you're old, you're past your prime, but she's there. She's still fighting. Drag is her bread and butter. It's not just a passion for her, not just an art, not just her escape. Drag is her life. It shaped her being. This is what fed her family, and this is what is what fulfilled and will continue to fulfill her dreams. And she is there to achieve one of her highest dreams, to become a drag race superstar. She is proud to say that she is 42 years old, and she is still hot as fuck, and no one can bring her down and get the crown. (laughs) There it is. Mystery solved. Cat Cat, 42 years old. And now it makes sense, the TBD from the entire season, 42 years old. I'm older than Cat Cat. Well, there it is. How's but I look feel? good. You do. <laughs> um, I think her speech was it had fire in it. Yeah, there was a there was a fire in there. Mm-hmm. Arizona will say that she should be the next drag superstar because they were the underdogs, the Filipino drag, and she represents that as an underdog. She says that when she entered, she felt she was an unknown, but this is what she's representing. She says they have an idea of what else they can bring to the table, and she thinks she will represent that nicely. So she leaned into the underdog, but she didn't really have a story for it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Yeah, it, it was a fine. It was essentially it was a, it was kind of a generic, very generic crown crown speech. Yeah. Hannah says last year she passed the architecture board exam, and after her board exam, she got her license, but she let it go and didn't accept a project to focus on drag. What her partner and she wanted to do was 
for drag to flourish in their hometown because they see potential there. And if she wins, it will mean a lot to her because drag is her passion and she'll share the spotlight with all the regional queens and the queens of her hometown of CDO because her victory is everyone's victory. Hanabeshi, hate to break to you. This is not a normal pageant. This is drag race. You will win and then you will never see your hometown ever again. Yep. Um, this would have worked for a pageant. I like that she brought her personal story into it. She has a, a, a thesis and an explanation, and a conclusion. Um, just not right for drag race. This, uh, it didn't work. No, it wasn't. It was. It was a good. Res- it was a good answer, just not for this format. Ov says she should be the next drag superstar because she is the next drag superstar. She is not perfect, and the next drag superstar should not be the best of the best. She says every week she embraced every inch of imperfection that she has and turns it into something more than just insecurities. She turns it into art. The next drag superstar should be a trailblazer of chance and revolution of what drag is. And she feels like she can do that together with these queens, but in this competition, week after week, she has shown them what she can do. Her versatility and how she goes through and fucks every challenge up, and that's why she is the next drag superstar. She stayed true to herself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Mama Pal is happy with that. It's not what Mama Pal wanted to hear. No. No. Not at all. The fact is, like, I did like when she said, I'm not perfect, and I don't think the next drag superstar has to be perfect. Because it is that thing where it feels like if you can, you can strive for perfection, but perfection doesn't actually exist. Right. It's it's perfection because it's an illusion and it's the flaws that you have is what make you perfect. And I for me, I enjoyed it because it's very much like that's how I feel about my drag. It's like, yeah, I'm like if you're looking if you're trying to if you want someone to be a cookie cutter out of a mold, then yeah, I'm not the queen for you. But if you want someone that's a little rough around the edges, but that's willing to grow, yeah, let's work. And I think that's what Ovi was saying, which she's just like I'm not like I'm not precious Paul and Nicole, but I want to. But I'm like, but I want to like work and become something even better. But yeah, it, it really was. I just felt like there were a lot of things as we're as we're discussing. It's very much being like the everything everything Ovi did. We're just nailing the coffin that I yeah. think Mama Pal or even the production was like we they. I think production wanted her in the finale, but everything she did this episode. They were like, mm, 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 mm. All right, Jane, let's do this. She says the next track <laughs> superstar has shown you doll shenanigans, doll domination, and dollification. She says they have seen her way to the top, and the way she sees things is different perspective of the human race. Now, at this point, the underscoring is going to get a little silly as Jane is going to go wild, and the panel is going to start laughing at her. She says her doll domination is her representation for her community. Trans rights are human rights, and in this manner, will cause the cast to laugh at her. And she will tell them to shut up as she continues with what will be to protect trans lives and for their community. Dollification has her ability to shapeshift to the ultimate one of one, the baddest esoteric power top Nabrazzi. She will not stop and say that she has been performing her whole life. The illuminating drag superstar out of this world goddess of, is Miss Jade. So, um... What did you learn from this speech? Nothing, because it's it's stuff that we already knew. Granted, there are things that like that that were from our Meet the Queens. Um, there was stuff that she said in our Meet the Queens that were that she repeated here. So it's like depending on when you know things were filmed. But it's uh, there's a part that feels like that they're not laughing with her, but they're laughing at her. 
Like I, I, I feel like there this are, there, and they and they like did a, felt like this, especially this episode where they I feel really like this was the geometric uh, Oscar speech moment that she had here, mm-hmm. uh, where they're all going to laugh at her. I mean, maybe Jade does do the run on thing a lot, and that's why they're laughing that she's using this moment and whatever. Mm-hmm. But in a way, like yeah, they're laughing at her because this is her final pitch to say this is why I deserve to win. If you're laughing at it, how can you crown her? Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I think her. I think it was one of those things being like, we're gonna put you in the finale, but I don't but you're not winning the crown, girl. Yeah. Well, she used it all the time and they said, Bernie, you have 10 seconds. And she will say, yeah. she showed them on Drag Race who she really is without any hypocrisy and phoniness. She thanks Drag Race for giving her the chance to join this and she's learned she is undiscovered talents and she's ready to learn more. That's it. Um, Bernie, that was not a good pitch. Yeah, I but I also think I that's I think one of the things I was saying with about Bernie is I don't think I, you know what Bernie might have that personality of she maybe doesn't like boosting herself up. You know, some, some people it's like they, they, they don't like know how to sell themselves raising hand. Cause that's me. Um, but I think it's like where she's very much like, I can't tell you why I'm good, but I've shown you why I'm good. I think that would have been a much better answer. I think if I was ever on Drag Race, that'd be my thing. Be like, I'm not going to tell you why I should win. I've shown you why I should win. The Queens return to find their fate. The winner of this week is Miss Jade So, winning her first rebadge and 80,000 pesos thanks to Kumo. Captivating Cat Cat and Bernie will be safe. The bottom three will be lip syncing for their life. It is Arizona Brandy versus Hanabeshi versus Ovi Kunt. Do you agree with these results? I don't think Jade should have won the challenge. No. no. I think if they were, if they either should have been no winner and you three advance and you three lip sync. I'm here for that one. Um, and just been like the first queen to make it into the finale is Jade. Like they could have even just announced her first. Um, but I don't think, I didn't feel like she won. It really, like I said, I think the win was we were going to give you the win last week, but because of the whole ordeal with you going over we couldn't and so you're getting the win this week the song is Dati by Sam Concepcion Mm -hmm. and Tippi Dos Santos I think Arizona chugging mouthwash to start was hilarious and that's going to help her win Ovi with the puppet was cute it didn't work enough it is a mid-ballad tempo mid-tempo ballad so there is wiggle room to play with emotions I don't know why Hannah had her back to the judges to begin. Like, did she not know the lyrics? Was she out before it began? Like, what was what was her mindset in this entire lip sync? I think she, go, going back to Untucked, I think she was already checked out. I think she was already like, I think I'm not, I don't think I'm making it the finale. So I think she had already checked herself out like she was ready. Because you also see the difference between her and Ovi when they got eliminated. Yeah. Like, uh, we get a lot of camera time for each. But the connection to the audience, it was all Arizona. She was performing yep. for the judges. Mm-hmm. Because the other because t- we've only had a three-way lip sync once before on this on this on this series. And that one, they did a lot of back shots to show you all three. Yeah. And this one, it felt like they never did a shot where all three were in frame. It right. kept jumping between each and every one of them. And I felt like it was like it was either that Hannah and Ovi just weren't delivering, so that's why it was like that way it got pieced that way. Um, or they really were, pl- or they were like, "Hi, we have this underdog storyline for for Arizona, so let's really focus in on her." Because I did feel like, and probably if you go back, you can probably count 
how much second, how much screen time each one had sure. during the lip sync. And I do feel oh, Arizona had the most. And it was very much as I was watching lip sync, I'm like, oh, they're they're giving their this is Arizona's ticket into the finale. We have the confetti moment from Arizona, very precious Paul and Nicole moment. Um, it worked then; it seemed to work now. Mm-hmm. It really was all about the fight to the end, and it makes sense why the results what they were in the end. Arizona Brandy is the final finalist. Hanabashi Ovi Hunt are eliminated. Do you think there was a universe in which they would have eliminated only one of them and had a top five? And if so, who would it would have been? Um, yes, and Hannah would have been the one they got rid of. So why did they do it in the order they did? That's the thing. I thought they were going to instead. I thought they were going to do. I was. I thought they were going to eliminate one of them, and then you had the two remaining to decide uh, which one is actually which one almost made it through. Because I think I could have seen it being we're gonna okay we're shooting it Hannah you're gone and then we're gonna shoot it where each of you get called. I could have seen them do that, but when they said Arizona, you've made it. I was like, oh, there's no chance they're gonna save either of these two girls. Ovi Cunt is in complete denial at the elimination. And Brett was oh. like, where am I? What did I sign up for? Mm-hmm. Well, because the thing is, though, you haven't had a girl say, huh? Like, yeah. what? I don't. I can't recall the last time I, I remember a girl being this shocked when they got eliminated. Especially when you're this close to the finale. Ovi will make a speech thanking everyone and that she didn't expect it to end so quick. She will lament that she really thought she would be left behind by Marina, Prince, and Eva and remembers the moments when people would take pictures with them and she would look stupid standing on the sidelines. Now she has this big opportunity. And like Khaled Karen, I would like to take a picture with you. Mm-hmm. Hannah will leave and say she is a fan of them all and she is sad and she's leaving happy, but happy for her sisters that she got far and has made her hometown and parents proud. And that's literally the only words that came out of her mouth again. That's been kind of like what her storyline has been for like the last like episode and a half. Ovi and Hannah will hug it out as they write mirror message though. Ovi, um, I don't know what it was. It might've actually been shit. You haven't had someone go like that mean on a message in a while. Well, not even mean. It's just like she wrote in, she wrote in, in a message in the black. Um, but I think the pettiest mirror message still, I think, goes to Ben Delacreme, who just wrote, who used the entire mirror to write a message and been like, I'm just writing nonsense because I know you have to clean it up. <laughs> now, I would like to tell you about the hashtag teams from the Dragons Philippines Instagram. But first, I would like to share with you the episode track records up until this point, according to Drag Race Statistics. Mm-hmm. 44 points. Is actually a tie between Arizona Brandy and Miss Jade So. 55 points for Bernie, 56 for a captivating cat cat. Do you think that is reflected in the hashtag team likes? No. Not at all. So here, here's how we break it down. Arizona Brandy, 8,070. Bernie, 10,018. Cat Cat, 6,327. Jade, 16,638. So if we're playing the game of, well, front runner, technically on paper and statistically speaking, it is Cat Cat. But she is the least liked here. Mm -hmm. This is going to put the producers in a very difficult position if it is a lip sync and she's in that final lip sync. Um, 
how they're going to justify it because like i've said on the podcast before and i've said to um dear friend of the podcast hibiscus there's two different versions of cat cat there's the international viewers view of cat cat where she made a international mistake doing drag in a certain way in the early days of her drag career but then you have the people in the philippines where this show is made in and for who don't care about that yeah which one are you going to alienate so it's going to be international viewers right and i think that's what's going to end up happening but we'll get to our final Mm -hmm. um, decisions in a bit um just very interesting it's really really interesting and it just continues to prove the mob mentality of this fucking drag race community yeah because i guarantee you most of those people who liked it have not watched the show at all oh yeah i haven't done a single team ammo because my girl left what's how was team ov cunt doing because that's the she has her own hashtag too and i love it let's zoom through the highs and lows of untucked shall we Mm -hmm. yep at this point, they don't know if it will be a double elimination, but for now, they will cheers as the top six for the show time. Mm-hmm. Bernie will tell Hannah that she was moved by her message, and she's not feeling any sadness. She's happy with whatever is about to happen. Her family accepts her, and that's all that matters. Hannah will say that they all love each other, and they all did this together. She says it's a great night for her, but she's a little nervous because she feels her critiques weren't so good compared to her sister, so she's doubting herself. Bernie will tell Cat Cat that her wish is that people will see her differently, the other side of her, and not the bad attitude demon inside of Cat Cat. Bernie tells her that, honestly, she is a bitch, and Cat Cat is like, I never denied it. That's why Bernie accepted her, as she tells it like it is, and doesn't hide it, an unapologetic bitch. Is that okay? Is it okay to be an unapologetic bitch? I think so. The TV turns on, and it's a message for Cat Cat. It's her boyfriend, and she is incredibly emotional and moved to hear the words from him. She cries and tells the girls she's crying because they interviewed the wrong boyfriend. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> that would have been hysterical. That would have been hysterical. That would have been the best moment of Untalked ever. Now, we're going to learn from Bernie that Cat Cat's boyfriend is very shy and that he doesn't even talk to people if he doesn't know them or isn't close to them. Um, as Bernie has known him for a long time she's not the third wheel here she's not it's not a throuple but cat cat is ready to go home for some hanky panky oh yeah they're all horny they're already so horny now it's time for a video from ovi's parents and again this is going to get ovi going as well she's a very loud and affected crier like so much show that her eyebrow fell off i will say ovi's like an overdramatic crier like, she wants you to Absolutely. know she is crying. She wants you to know she's upset. She tells the girls that they knew about her before she left. She was scared to tell them because she has heard so many stories of families disowning their child and throwing them out of the house. And please note, as she's saying this, Miss Jade is just chowing down on that bar chow while OV is going fully through it. Um, mm-hmm. Seems very fitting. Yeah. Well, I think it fits their relationship. She had been waiting weeks for a message from her family, and it was even more special because it was from her mom and dad. Now, Ovi will be honest and tell them that the day before, she was thinking whether she wanted to continue or not, and Bernie tells her she would have punched her in the face. Ovi is thankful to not do the journey alone and has her family supporting them now. Arizona will give Ovi a hug, and the moment will get ruined, as Ovi says for a cheap-ass headpiece. Ruin it. (laughs) All tea. No shade. Ovi 
basically admitting that she almost walked away again you don't say those kinds of things it was because i watched untucked a few days after the actual episode i think watching it before before our conversation it was again it was like oh these were all the the final nails in the coffin like hannah continuing to say i've won already my parents know who i am that's a win in my book i'm happy to have done this it's like okay hannah you made it top six but you're not making top four and it was very much like Ovi saying, I think it was Ovi saying that she uh, thought about quitting, but didn't before they did the video shoot, her saying she kind of be, she's kind of hitting the wall. She's exhausted. And then the look on top of like her answer, it was very much being like production was like, I think production wanted her in the finale, but I think they were just like, she fucked up at the end like she 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 stumbled like before before she got to the finish line and the other the tortoise went right past her now arizona's going to tell them all that it is not to compete with them and that none of them are backing down she sees them all as a threat and just tells us yeah she's just a negative thinker hannah won't give up but she will signal to the producers that if she doesn't get the crown she's happy with the achievement um yeah Mm -hmm. again not the word you say out loud as they all run out of things to say, Bretman Rock will come backstage, sashaying on in like it's a runway they are about to conquer. Now, Bretman will sit in the middle as they all are gooped and gagged and starstruck. The booze is flowing, they're all loosening up, and they think that Bretman is a great drinking buddy as they will all eat bar chow and just be casual. Um, could you imagine some of like the big stars of guest judging doing this backstage with the queens? Oh my god, no. Like, well, one, the U.S. Food. girls don't actually get food. They just get alcohol. This is the only one that really gets food. Um, I think another, I think a few of the other countries might have some food now. But they even said, I think, what was it, when Pangina stopped in, they said, you're the first celebrity to come back here. And yeah. it's one of those things to be like, oh, yeah, they've never had anyone come back um, other than just having the panelists talk to them during during the workroom, yeah. Let's go through the first part of the international drama that is about to be unleashed. <laughs> Jade will take a moment to tell Bretman that if she will do an international season of Drag Race, she will be doing Bretman for Snatch Game. And Bretman immediately goes, you better be not fucking up like Aura, the shade. And Bretman reveals that the that they DM'd Aura and said, bitch, don't ever do that shit again. Stick to dancing. Obviously, we probably know that they had a nice back and forth and it was really cute or whatever. And that yeah. was a joke. Um, because Bretman was worried that people think they actually act like that, and she may have looked the part, but the rest was not the team. I really hope Aura was watching, and or mm-hmm. people have been sending her that clip. I would have been like, oh my God. Well, it also shows that that aired at the start of the year. We're in the we're this this started like uh, the means that like which means this went this filmed the filming to airing for the international ones are, I think are, are a lot closer than the U S ones, sure which, has, which has like literally like high gets filmed. And then a year later, all stars uh, sure comes are. out. Yeah. Now, Bretman reveals that they, um, they want to be a judge and they're like, okay, great. Be a judge. And I'm like, who are you going to vote out to replace for Bretman? Yeah. Who gets the chop. Probably the other twink. Nope. BJ stays. Yeah, who's it gonna be? I'm all I don't know. 
No, they've they've been using him the most. I Rahu? feel like he's gonna be permanent next year. I thought, yeah, I guess it'd be Rahu, but I'm like, at least Rahu has like he's in the fashion world, Literally. so it's like he makes sense. Where it's like Bretman's like, hi, I'm a I'm an influencer. Yeah. Now Bretman will say when asked about Drag Race and competing that they found Drag Race in second grade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. second grade? What? How old are you, child? But Bretman shares that they went to Obar for the first time and they got life and says, get ready for it. American drag has nothing on Filipino drag. Then be fighting words. Consider this your judging car revoked by Miss Paul. Mm-hmm. But you then, won't be coming back on the main US station and uh, the LA Queens will mm-hmm, okay, they'll, well, they'll drag you, bitch. But she's going to make it worse because she's going to not only shade LA, she's going to shade Hawaii. Hawaii. And Sasha Colby is about to murder this child. Mm-hmm. She's going to squeeze them between her legs and say, what? What? Arizona will ask for advice if they have any bashers. Uh, bashers. I think that must be a part of a thing I, with him. I don't know if that's what that's a thing, because it's like the entire time you kept saying bashers, I was like, I'm thinking of being beat up like in the streets, because that's, so that's what we hear. So I think bashers is in the same way that like um, Miranda sings has haters. Haters back off. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, so I think it's like I think it's just a matter of like they said bashers, and I'm like going, is that just what he calls them? Yeah, I because think so. he's, he's being bashed online. I'm like going, well, it's like yeah, you're getting hate online. You have you have haters. Bremen says you're going to have bashers even if you call for world peace. So tell them that you will never ever please everyone, and when they get out, you're going to do something if they're if you're doing something right and they don't bash you, you're a flop. Uh, do you think Cat Cat took this to heart when all the drama surrounding her came out? Probably. Do you, Precious, have any bashers? Um, I'm sure there are people that don't like me. Let's find them. So what them can you do? Them. What can you do? Uh, so how does Bretman deal with the bashers? Well, bitch checks the bank account. I can't do that, so good for you. Good for, good you. for you. I was like, yes, because that's what because ma- money makes everything better. Now, of course, the girl's going to ask for some money, and I'm like, I hope they got some, because money does make things better. Like, if anyone wants mm-hmm. to give me money, you can. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Stage manager has arrived, and they want a group hug and a photo with Bretman and the five-minute queen. I was like, that's so cute. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the makeover challenge when that poor, poor stage manager is forced to be made over by these loons. Uh, yeah, when they decide to do, hi, we're doing, they're doing the crew this year. Now, Cat Cat will start a trend of having Bretman sign their drag. Like, not even the standee, but the back of Cat Cat's shirt. Mm-hmm. Bretman thought they wouldn't know them, but that's pop culture, baby. They know who you are. Ovi yep. will ask for her hole to be signed, <laughs> and Jade's like, mine too. You know he probably would have done it, too. I'm sure he would. Well, Bretman will chug the drink, sniff the pen before going back. They will chant top six until Jade protests and then stands on the couch. She's going crazy. She will say she is the president of this nation. Um, She's drunk, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harrison finds her jokes funny. He keeps laughing, but um, I guess you got to be in the room. Now, when the stage manager returns again, they are going to attack the fucking stage manager. Like, I'd be terrified with drag queens running in and trying to hug me. Especially screaming, group hug, group yeah. hug, group hug. The queens will practice the lip sync and prepare for what is about to come. We will watch the lip sync one last time as Arizona wins while Hanabashi and Ovi Hunt are officially out of the top six and out of the competition. Ovi was shocked and didn't know what to say or feel. Hana says she didn't realize it would hurt to hear Sashay away. 
Now Hannah and Ovi enter the room like it's a new day, and for all we know, it could have been. I don't know when they actually yeah. pack up. They will read their messages together, and Ovi will see Arizona wanted to lip sync against her for the crown. Uh, I could have believed it. That could have been a, a universe I lived in. Well, also, she even said, like, Arizona and Hannah have become really close friends, so she didn't really want to go up against them right now. So it's like, so I do I do think it's just like, I think they, a lot of these girls have hit, like, they became really good friends. That's the she one thing. She really is going to feel it with Jade's message. Bernie, mm-hmm. we're going to hear tell Hannah that she should just live in her house, which I think is a complete choice. <laughs> and it's time to deal with the standee. Yep. Hannah wants to black out her teeth while Ovi turns her into Ovi cut and makes her eyes white. Give her the cunt experience. Yep. Um, I gotta say it. Cat Cat has the most brilliant drag con photo op in the history of drag race. Like brilliant. Yeah. We that, all want to take photos. All she has to do is you're going to take photos her in the stand, which is, is signed by the entire cast. Now as they pack, Hannah and Ovi will give each other the verbal notes that they would have written to each other. Very sweet, very sentimental. And I don't think they know how much they are going to be bonded together. Like, they have no idea. Mm-mm. Hey, just like Theresa May and River Medway, you're a pair now. But they also were like, it also wasn't like two girls who were like, oh, I can't stand you. They were also like close in the show. Sure. So it's like, so again, it's like, here you are, where it's like, hi. Because they were also, Hana and and Ovi were also week two girls. So they also right. like were in the same week. So they've been with each other since day one. Got some burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? There's an ointment for that. I know. Well, what are Ovi and Hana Beshi's legacies? Um, Hana Beshi is her legacy. What is? I don't actually don't know what Hana's legacy is. I think it's her parents. I think that. Has I think to it's. Be I it. think it's the, the the like it's just yeah the parent the parents story arc the story arc of her parents. I think it's like I think Hana had a lot of she had a lot of like um, tough uh, tough patches in this season, given the whole Dee Dee letting secrets spill and her going through that emotions. But I think having her parents call her Hana Beth, she was like that's all she really wanted in the world. So I think she got what she wanted, mm-hmm. and I think and Ovi's legacy is like that. Ovi's a fucking she's a cunt. She's she's. She's that bitch. And she did I think it her way. She did it her way. And the thing is, it's either going to be that she's never going to be asked to do any type of drag race thing after because the girls that do it their way usually don't, or she's going to demolish a versus the world season. Who won the week? Who won the best episode? Um, who won the week? Um, the Bretman Rock. He won the week. Um, no. That's what I said. That's what I wrote. I, really <laughs> I was I was gonna say the five minute guy won the week. <laughs> he got a lot of screen time this one because um, even they even mimicked him in the beginning. But yeah, no, I don't. I think the girls were just like because we they've. I I think they all had the, uh, good highs like in the past, and I think it's like yeah, I'm like I think Bretman like show he got his he got his life with the girls. After nine episodes, the winner of the season is. I want to be Bernie. That's who I want to win. Who's your winner, Michael? I do think it's going to be a shocker. I think it's going to Arizona. This episode gave me a little bit of a 
Now, again, I'm having the same feeling I have with Gabriella Labucci, and that did not go well for me there. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting the same vibes where you're seeing that they love Arizona Brandy. They love everything that Arizona Brandy does. And they yeah. see Arizona as someone who can take the torch and continue on. Yeah. The edit is I not think... giving me Bernie. I don't think yeah. Jade is any universe could win this. And because of the Cat Cat situation... I think they have to do a lot of damage control, especially with what is happening in UK. Yep. If that, that didn't happen, I think they'd be like, forget it. But I feel well, like... But also, too, what happened in the UK is very different than what Cat Cat oh, did. Oh, fully, fully. So it's, so, so it's very two different things. Right, but it's and how one the could, fandom is reacting It's how the fandom is going to react to it. And the thing is, the fact that like in like a lot of people are like didn't even know about the 11th Queen until people started really speculating like, um, yeah, we were we were uh, we were you know dissecting the episode and we could tell where where the where you can see what's who's that wig kind of thing. Um, but I also think it's like there was like Cat Cat talking about how she's hoping by being on the show that it shows how much she's changed and grown. So I think that's kind of part of like helping her story, but yeah, we'll, we'll see next week. I do. I don't think there's like a real clear winner. It's going to, it's going to come down to however they decide to play off the, the finale. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. We have no previews for next week. So Mm -mm. anything happens, where can we find you on social media, prevent moment and any projects you want to plug them. Alrighty, on the socials you can find me on Instagram at Harry is Precious is Harry, uh, Venmo Precious Envy, and if you're in New York City, uh, October 11th I will be guesting with my drag sister Temple Grande for her show, and then uh, Monday October 23rd it's my Miss Rock Bar prelim night, so come on out, give a girl some love, some votes, because. I want to be in the semifinal, and then I want to be in the finale, and then I want the crown. Um, I I, I'm like, I'm not going to show you why. Why uh, I'm not going to tell you why I get it. I'm going to show you why I get it. Um, yeah, and then uh, then there's some more things coming up in November, but um, you know that's far away. So and I'll probably away. be on before then to remind you about those. Probably we'll figure it out. <laughs> there's there's a couple things happening soon. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thanks for being here. No problem.